I come back today from work and uh, Henry's only chewed up my ghost of Tashima case. The other week I watched, um, I will we'll start in a second, I've got to tell you, it's like, you know I love Scott Pilgrim, don't you? Yeah, so, so do I. The other week, it's on YouTube and I watched it after they'd done it, um, a live cast reading. Mm-hmm. So you know what that is, don't you? They mm-hmm. on Zoom chatting, did the read the whole script, and some of them had to fill in for people who couldn't get there. Oh, they did a, a new one. They did it they recently. Did it, yeah, they did it about a month back to celebrate the ten year anniversary. Oh my god, is it ten years old? Yes, same year as Inception, and I went to watch both those films twice at the cinema. Oh my and, um, god. Yeah, um, they did it, and it was really good because Chris Evans came on, but he was only on there for a bit for about an hour, and then he said, "I've really got to go. I'm really sorry." And like it was great, like because not many of them have changed much. I didn't recognise the the Asian guy from the start, um, mm. and then the girl who plays the drummer with the ginger hair, she's like blonde hair, and then the girl, you know, is it Roxy, a girlfriend? Mm. I didn't recognise her, but it was really funny. Lots of laughs in it, and like Aubrey Plaza so was just killing it, man. <laughs> like she was proper shading the lines and that, and they was all pissing themselves laughing, and Edgar Wright was like. But it's great because they played the music sections as well, and there was all like rocking out to it and stuff. It was you should watch it. I'm going to, I think it sounds I, great. I, I didn't even get. I thought to myself, I watched this for 20 minutes, but I ended up watching it all, and I thought, man, this is fucking brilliant. This is like, <laughs> and Brandon Roof was on there, and uh, Chris Evans come on. He went, hey, come, Brandon hasn't aged. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, and I thought you can fucking talk. Did Michael was Michael Sarah there. Yeah, Michael Sarah was brilliant. He just like he actually played the guitar with the Ramona song, and then. When they did another song, someone says, "I forgot the words." <laughs> I think it was. So I think it was. Uh, she was on there as um, Anna Kendrick. She played Brian Larson's part, and Ramona was on there, which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And the guy who wrote the comic was on there drawing pictures live as they did it. Oh, amazing! Edgar Wright was on there, and he was like, "Cue camera cut," and then like you go and ding dong, you know what I mean? And then yeah, the yeah. producer was there, and it was like he was reading, you know, like when the bits come up in the top corner, like um. It was a cold day in Toronto, Canada. Mm. And he was doing that like, and it was brilliant. Really, really. I mean, I loved it. I'm going to look for that. I'm going to watch yeah, that. I think you'll enjoy it. I really do think you'll enjoy it, mate. I think Scott Pilgrim might be my favourite film. Mm. I know I that's be... quite controversial. No, it's not, because it's my favourite comic book film, and you know how much I love The Dark Knight and that. And people mm. are like, how can you love that more than The Dark Knight? But my mate, because we did this film club, and I picked Scott Pilgrim, and they both said to me, oh, I really struggled, I give up. Um, before it finished, I was like, "Yeah, because you know what the problem is." And I, I didn't mean to sound nasty or think like a hipster, but I thought the film's too cool for you. Like <laughs> it is too true. Because, <laughs> it is because it's got wicked special effects, it's got wicked fight sequences. The story's fucking piss yourself like funny. Loads of gags in there which people without a, a very ra- good range of sense of humour won't get. Mm. You know, like and. I just thought, mate, you're too old to enjoy this film. And they're only, they probably are about seven years older than these two blokes. <laughs> but for me, like I said, like you just says, if people says to me, name your top five films, Fight Club's always in there, Inception's always in there, Scott Pilgrim is always in there. Such a good film, I love it. It is. Mate, I've probably watched that close to 100 times now. What? Yeah, easily. <laughs> and I reckon, Christ. And I reckon I'd probably... I can't remember all the lines, but I reckon when it come, when I get my 4K TV, I'm going to buy it again on 4K. I'm coming round. <laughs> yeah, they're saying they're going to get a 4K version out now. And I've got a special edition still, but I'll buy the 4K version as well. That's insane that you've watched it nearly 100 times. Well, it's probably not quite that much, but it's definitely, like, towards that the 100 range more than, like... 
the lower range, like seventies, eighties. It's 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 above that. I love it. I just every time it comes on, I watch it. That's crazy. I've watched it a lot. I own it on Blu-ray, and I think it's occasionally on Prime and Netflix. It doesn't seem to stay long. It might be on Netflix mm. now. Yeah, it does kind of flip between the two, but the soundtrack's amazing as well. It's just got a brilliant sound. And that's sometimes, for me, even if a film's not... One minute, sorry. I'm just turning my headphones around. Uh-huh. Even if a film's like, yeah, it's all right, a soundtrack can pull it through for me, like It Follows, which I, I do think is a really good film, but the soundtrack just propels it. Like most Christopher Nolan films with his Hans Zimmer, scores, mm. but Scott Pilgrim and like something like Drive, the soundtracks are just perfect. I, thought, I need to watch Drive again. I bought that. I think I've only seen it twice. Do you, Do you know that South African or Australian guy who used to work for Radio One? Is it Zane? Zane Lowe. Lowe. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh man, he always finds the best records." Blah blah blah. And he does really every all the record <laughs> companies send him him, and he just listens to it, and he now obviously gets. Pick to produce, you know, like, like public, you know, yeah. promote them basically. Well, did you ever see on BBC they arranged for him to redo the soundtrack for Drive? No, because he knows his music so well. So what he did was because you know the music in Drive, like they've got like really good tunes in there, mm. and it's like each scene just like I says it propels the scenes, and um, he did it, and mate, it was fucking awful. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to go then <laughs> yeah loads of people were saying like, I started to watch it I was like mate this tune is shit compared to the original <laughs> and I was watching it I was thinking my cousin who's like he loves shit loads about music and he loves he's like me he loves Drive and he was watching it he says are you watching this and I says yeah he says how bad is this soundtrack and I was like bad isn't good you mean no I mean shit <laughs> I says yeah and Paul was like Man, this guy's meant to be like a music fucking godfather, and he says he just totally ruined the fucking film. Well, he says, I watching anymore. And I says, Nah, nor me. And he got shitloads of stick. Did he? Yeah, shitloads on Twitter and that. <laughs> Mate, I haven't really heard of him since he fucking done it, to be fair, but I don't listen to Radio 1 anymore anyway. But He's not on Radio 1. He jumped shit. He became a DJ on Apple Music when that launched. Yeah. Like for mega money. So he was still well respected, I guess. I don't know if he's mm. still doing that because I don't subscribe to Apple Music. Mm. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> you are listening. I'm going to leave all that in. You are listening <laughs> to the We Don't Come Up podcast with me and Dave. Um, that was a tangent before we even got going. We are sex White Scott Pilgrim. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about, not that anymore, we've done that. Um, we're going to talk about Modern Love. I think something I've been watching. Something I've been watching on Amazon Prime. The Last of Us Two's got an update, and Dale's going to Dave's going to fill me in on that. Uh, Full Guys. Dave's going to tell me because I've been addicted to Pez and haven't got around to it. And then the Halo delay and what this means for Xbox. Uh, we're not. I hope we're not going to share on Xbox. I feel like we do that a lot, and I don't mean to. But you know, PlayStation Forever. <laughs> for life, yo. Nah, to be fair, I'll, I'll just you. We've both owned. I didn't have the original Xbox, but I didn't. I did game a lot, but I didn't game outside of really like PES and stuff back then, mm. in the PS2 era. And we now. both had we both had 360s, and we both loved them. I played the exclusive games on the 360, and then I basically dumped it. But I got to play the exclusive games, and I think you was the same. The 360 wasn't it? Actually, you had Viva Pinata, was it? Yeah, Viva Pinata, Alan Wake is all I yeah. really remember from it. Oh, and Gears. And, yeah. 
I didn't have an Xbox One, but and that's only because, apart from the Forza games, nothing that appealed to me. But the Forza games looked great, but the problem was I had Drive Club for a long time on the, uh, the PS4, because the mm. Xbox One, obviously, PS4, same sort of era, and it just didn't appeal to me. Yeah, I think... So, I have two consoles for racing games, solely for racing games, so... Yeah, we're a similar age, and I suspect that the three when we had 360, PlayStation 3, and I... What was it, the Wii? Yeah, the Wii at the time. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I'd been able to really have my own place and I could buy all the consoles yeah. I wanted and I had more time. Yeah. Since then, I've had children and I've yeah. just, something's got to give, so I can't own all the consoles. Yeah. So I've got nothing against Xbox. It just, no. everyone I've owned has been played second fiddle to my PlayStation and I need yeah. Nintendo in my life. I just have to have Nintendo. <laughs> no, I totally understand that because, like, I'm going to guess where it was like, when I was growing up with PlayStation, you was growing up with Nintendo. So it's like me, like, if they announce certain games, like, there's a rumour of an Apescape, I get kind of excited, whereas you're probably like, mm, Apescape, really? I wish Sony was probably making something else. Mm. But that's like when a Mario, a new Mario 3D platform was coming out, you're like, oh my god, I can't wait. And I'm like, yeah, it's just another Mario 3D platformer. And that's not me <laughs> saying they're shit, because I know they're always amazing, but it doesn't excite me. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just, I'm just not that big a Nintendo fan anymore. I mean, I say, look, going back to the SNES, thinking about it, I think probably most of the games I loved on SNES were probably third party games. I mean, I loved F Zero, which was obviously Nintendo. Mm. Um, was it Super Mario World mm-hmm. 3, was it, or 4? I can't remember. No, Super, Super Mario, Mario World, World, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I never completed that. Um, Shame on you. You know, stuff like... It was all Capcom and R-Type, which was... Was it Namco? Yeah, uh, I think Namco, sure. yeah. That all broke up, matter. Dave. What was the list of games? That all broke up. Like Street Fighter, um, Capcom, Starwing, which I think was Nintendo to be fair, or Star yeah. Fox was it in the UK? Lilac Wings. Um, oh, that yeah. was Star Fox. That was that one was Star Fox. But once the PlayStation came out, it was and um, so oh, you're breaking up, Dave. It's all going Pete Tong. No, I set your back. We... Can you hear me clearly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so should we crack them with the Halo chat? Yeah, start with Halo. Halo's been delayed. To 2021, early 2021, I think. And Microsoft have said they're still going to release the Xbox X, Series X? Series X. And probably the Series S in November. So does that mean I'm it doesn't have sure. an exclusive? Yeah, this is what I was just going to say. I'm not sure. they've got Unless they've got something hidden away. Mm. A first-party exclusive. I did see today that Phil Spencer said there was considering releasing Halo Infinite in installments, but decided against it. And I just thought to myself, why would you ever do that? That to me, that's saying it it, it, it is being planned as a like a bit like um, what's that game, Destiny, where they're mm. going to keep adding to it, which is fine. But it, to me, it's like almost like a bit that that grounded that they just released on um, Xbox Game Pass. It's came out, and someone says you can that. There's not more than a couple, maybe three, four hours game eight gameplay there at the moment because it's an unfinished product. Which is again, it's games as a service. But like they did it with Sea of Thieves, and then it grew. But it won't work with every game, will it? No. And Sea of Thieves got it will work with it, it it Halo like, for sure. But why, why release? Why even do that with Halo? No. Do you think? Because it got 
quite a lot of backlash when it was shown for looking a yeah. bit ropey. Do you think they? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they've like stopped, like held it back to tie it up a bit? Well, it's it's they're not going to suddenly make the graphics like go from, um, you know, like PS2 to PS3. You know, like that 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 mm. gap was massive, wasn't it? That's not going to happen. They're going to sharpen it up. It's probably going to run amazing for sure. You know, like 4K, 120 frames per second or something stuff like that. But obviously, when you start doing that, you have to have a, take a graphical hit. But um, I don't know. It, um, the gameplay actually looked pretty good. To be fair, I'm not a big first-person shooter fan, but um, I don't know. I just, I just, regardless of when it comes out, I just, I don't know what that does for the numbers. I know loads of people saying, "Well, there's still three to four thousand games available through backwards <laughs> compatibility and Xbox Game Pass on day one." Look, you, you don't buy. You don't need to upgrade if you can already play that through Xbox One. Mm. And even Ryan McCarthy, who you know is, is, openly admits Xbox is his brand, has said um, there's no reason to buy an Xbox Series X at launch with no Halo Infinite. And I'm not knocking on because at the end of the day, people buy it, buy it fair play. Some of those games will be improved. You know, technically they'll play better, they'll look better, um, they'll play smoother, they'll play at higher frame rates, but is it worth paying the £500 to have your old games improved when you could possibly hold out and maybe if, if, the, if the sales don't go as well as I hope, they might have to reduce it within a year? Oh, God. They're in a real difficult spot. I think, personally, I would delay the system yes. as well. Just let... Although that'd be after Christmas, wouldn't it? But, but if they go up against PlayStation, right, which they are in November, mm. and Sony puts the sword to them in the first three months from November to January. That could do more da- mark, um, brand damage than holding back four months and releasing. Because you could have your own little window then. Yeah. Everyone's got the PlayStation, and then you come out in February, and you could have your own window. And it's like, oh, yeah, Xbox coming out next month. And you could get some people going, you know what, I'm not that impressed with my PlayStation. I might trade my PlayStation in and get an Xbox. Yeah, that's the thing. If you can, if PlayStation have a few missteps or yeah. just it just there's any sort of issues, and people are a bit disgruntled or they they've 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 got it, say, they've yeah. pl- bombed through the first few games. They're a bit like oh, they yeah. they come down off that high of a new console, and then a new console comes out and yeah. Halo, and you're a massive Halo fan. You think, well, I just chop in my PlayStation Five, get the Xbox Series X, yeah, and away they go. The only thing with that is Sony are fuckers for dropping like really good trailers. <laughs> they to, are. To like piss, you know, when someone's got a big announcement, they just like just randomly drop a state to play a day before or a couple of days after, and you're kind of like, well, that shit on our parade, didn't it? Like, <laughs> I was sitting the other day, someone tweeted out that they've had 30 million views now of that PlayStation 5 um, unveiling. Mm. That's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot, yeah. Um, don't forget Nintendo as well Nintendo I mean everyone's like twiddling their thumbs going oh Nintendo haven't got any any games coming up what, what's going on they'll have a big year next year I think 2021 video games always I think first party stuff yeah but they've got we know they're working on the next Zelda because we've seen it they've but, where's Proy well they got completely cancelled didn't they and they started over so that's years yeah. away but they've announced Pikmin 3 which I will buy again because I'm a sucker Sucker. Um, I knew you'd have that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they could easily roll out um, Zelda Breath of the Wild Part 2 on the yeah. launch of 
PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X. I think they might. Mm. I think, because I think they're using a lot of the same game worlds. They've just got, and I think some of the cast have tweeted or said, oh, we've wrapped on our voice acting. That's all done. So, I don't know. I think it might be nearer than people think. Just to add add another kick to to Xbox. Because Xbox launches against Sony. The only thing they can do is drop their price lower than Sony. Because they've got no exclusives at the moment. Even if you drop the price, like let's say it's £75 cheaper, is it worth buying a console at £75 or £75 cheaper when there isn't going to be like... Like, Sony launching with Spider-Man, by the sound of it. They're definitely launching with Miles Morales. I don't care if people say, oh, it's only 15 hours. It doesn't matter because it's 15 It's fifteen hours in that 10 million plus selling game, or 13 mm. million selling game mm. that came out two, three years ago, whenever it was. So, to Sony, they know that he's a system seller, and it's not going to be... It's All right, if it's 15, maybe 20 hours at a push... That's not a bad thing because you know Insomniac are working on the next Spider-Man, which is probably going to be two years after that away. So it's like, take this. It's they're saying it's not DLC or an expansion, but it is kind of like an expansion. They've kind of upped the graphics, haven't they? They've turned it into a snow-themed city, um, New York, instead of like the summer, which the one was. Mm. So they've made some changes, and Miles Morales. It's obviously an exciting character to play for a lot of people who who watched them um, and love the Spider into the Spider-Verse, but. You know, after that, you've got Insomniac are going to knock out Ratchet and Clank, which might be a launch title, or a couple of months afterwards. And then two years literally after that, it's another Spider Man. Oh, it will be, won't it? It'll yeah, be, it'll be both. It'll be three years max. Yeah, it'll be Miles Morales and Peter Parker together. Yeah, that's what it'll be. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I think Microsoft are going to have some. Really good first-party exclusives like Hellblade, and I think that I do like the look of that grounded, but it's not my type of game. I don't like those resource and survival management games. I'm not saying they're bad; they're just not my thing. I like them to be like an end game. Do you know what I mean? Like The Last mm. of Us, where you're just playing a linear. Well, I say linear because it's quite open in parts, but um, I like those type of games. I like single-player games. I do like the odd multiplayer game, but you know me; I don't really even play Pez online anymore. But um, no, I just, I don't know, mate. Sony have seen that gap in the market. They know there's no point competing. They don't need a first-person shooter, online shooter like Killzone anymore because they've got COD. They've got Fortnite from, you know, it's a third-party game, but they know that that caters to those masses. They've got the sports brands with FIFA and Pairs and, and then the Xbox have got all these as well, but they don't need to go down that market. They've seen the gap in the market that people's complaining about that we don't have enough good single player games anymore. Mm-hmm. So they just went home runs on that and just started knocking out home run, home run, home run, home. And it proved, like someone said the other day, selling 13 million copies of Spider Man when there's 120 million PlayStation, 112 million PlayStation 4s out there, shit. And I thought, no, it's not. It's not at all. No, that's a, it's, that's a really good selling that's game. That's basically saying every one in 12 people who own a PlayStation bought a copy of Spider-Man. Mm. That's not bad at all. That's more than, say, possibly more than Bioshock, which is a massively acclaimed game. I bet you Bioshock never sold 13 million copies, and that is literally regarded as a masterpiece in video games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. Do you feel like Microsoft aren't quite ready 
for this generation. Definitely. I think the hardware, it looks amazing. Obviously, everyone's praising it up, so it is the bollocks, like as in the good stuff, the dog's bollocks. Mm. But I agree with you there. I just, I think, I think it's a year too early for them. And I think it's probably too early for Sony, if I'm honest. Oh, but, I don't know. They seem ready for it. No, but what I mean is, as in, like, Sony have probably got a couple of games ready. Miles Morales, like, I probably possibly believe that might have been its own big game, but maybe them cutting it back a bit to get it out. I could maybe. be completely wrong. Maybe, though. Yeah, but I still think if the launch of Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man, that's possibly Sony's best ever um, launch lineup. Because mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank, I know you're not a big fan, but it is a really good shooter slash platformer. Um, it looks the bollocks. And Spider-Man, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see the price. Yeah, I tell you what looks good. I was watching it the other day. Um, Bug Snacks. Have you seen that? No, no, I haven't. But I've heard that we shouldn't have shit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you actually watched like a, a couple of trailers. But I was like, whoa! I didn't realise it was going to be like this. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like a dick now. <laughs> that's our Xbox take, anyway. I mean, I hope they do well. I don't. I don't want to. Obviously, I prefer Sony, but I don't want it to go down the route of there's only really Sony in that kind of like. Because mm. Nintendo aren't going to get down that route again. You don't just want Sony dominating like to the point where Xbox gives up. I know they've got Game Pass. But yeah, which will do them well. Yeah. But I don't want them to stop putting out consoles because competition is good. Yeah. It's healthy. It keeps keeps consumers happy. Yeah. Until Xbox buy a massive studio that I love. <laughs> They said they're still looking to buy studios, but I don't think they're looking to buy big studios. I think they're looking to buy small studios that can knock out games, like double-A games or, you know, like indie games, mm. like once every couple of years to keep on keep Game Pass going. I don't think you'll ever see Microsoft, like, ever spend the kind of money like Sony have on, like, The Last of Us or Spider-Man or Ghost of Tsushima, like these £100 million pound projects. I, I think, think they will. Yeah, I think you will. I don't know, um, actually, because they're not actually selling their games, most people now will play them on Game Pass for a yeah. monthly fee, which could prove to be the future. Yeah, it could be. I don't I'm know. not sure, though. I don't I'm not know. sure about it, because, I mean, look at Apple, £5 a month, and it is, it, some of the games put on there are great, but they're not really bragging about their numbers, are they? No, but that's a mobile device. It's a little different. Yeah, but they are trying to push Apple TV, like trying to get people to play it on the big screen, aren't they? Yeah, some games require a pad, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, which are I do still, like. Are you still tempted by Apple TV? I am going to pick one up at some point, I'm not sure when, because um, I'm going to get a new Amazon 4K stick, mm. and then um, and then I'll pick up an Apple TV at some point. Probably treat myself to one around Christmas, I think. Yeah. With a, well, you'll have a PlayStation 5, new 4K telly, and then yeah. an Apple TV. Mm. Yeah. You can't be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Um, let's talk about... Let's stay in video games for now. Let's talk Fall Guys, a game I'm yet to jump into. It's gone on PlayStation Plus. Everyone's playing it. All I see is like clips and people talking about it. And if I could just leave Pez alone, yeah. <laughs> finish Last of Us 2, and then I could play this. What's it like? Fall Guys. Yeah. Love it. It's. I mean, don't get me wrong, it, it's, it's very um, 
like what's the word janky in parts not janky as in bad controls and that like you have to press x a little bit earlier than when you want to jump because that's the design of the jump you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the jump a bit floaty like not quite as bad as little big planet but the jump but once you've played it for a bit you get used to it and it's fine there's a dive button and there's a grab button um, but it's just so much fun even when you look, you do get a bit frustrated now and then especially in the team events but you know, you get back into another game so fast, it doesn't really bother you. It's so tough. I mean, I was sitting down here, I've played it a few times now, and I haven't won a match yet. Well, won a crown. And I heard I go, oh my God. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Came down and went, I've won a crown. Because obviously there's four or five rounds to win, and only one person can win, because it's like Battle Royale, isn't it? To Keishi's Castle. I was mm. like, damn it, he's beat me to it. So he's the king of the house at the moment, on it. But it's great, because we, we play, we play together me Evie and HD we try and get in the same games and the other day um, Evie qualified because she was the best a few days ago and um, she was watching the replay of me and I just kept getting hit by these fingers and sent flying across the map and I could just hear her giggling upstairs like through the mics <laughs> laughing at me and um, it's just fun it's, you're going to get frustrated here and then but I just think it's a brilliant little game I, I said earlier that it sold 2 million copies on Steam That's good. in less than a week and it's had 8 million different users play it and download it on PlayStation and play it or something like that. That's really good figures. And then somebody said, that's shit figures. This is an Xbox fan. Said, um, <laughs> that's shit figures considering there's 112 million PlayStations out there. That's like one person turning up when you invite, no, seven people turning up when you invite 115 people to your wedding. I was like, that is a stupid and shit comparison. <laughs> 8 million unique users have played this game. If you know anything about PlayStation Plus and Game Pass, you know, people don't play every single PlayStation Plus game that turns up. No. They just don't. And you know, we've also, if you... Farming Simulator and haven't played it yet. No, I haven't touched that yet, and I still want no. to. And I will yeah. play this. Eight million and one, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be me. Because I, I do want to play. I do want to jump in. Yeah. Oh, I know, man. I will get to it. I've got to finish Last of Us 2, then we can talk properly about that. But Last of Us yeah. 2 has had an update, which I didn't know about, and you mentioned it just before we started, and you're now yeah. going to fill me in. So they've added now um, a grounded mode, which is an even harder mode with like basically no su- very bare minimum supplies about. God. Um, even when you kill people, they don't drop ammunition. That's what I found very strange about um, The Last of Us, like how hey, people can find the machine gun at you, but then you get there and there's one bullet. <laughs> uh, considering how like realistic, not realistic, but like how authentic they go for certain parts. And then um, they've added a permadeath mode. But again, Naughty Dog have gone above and beyond and added so many different accessibility options. Like So you can play permadeath where you die and have to go right back to the beginning. Or you can play permadeath mode where you die at the start of a chapter. If you die, you have to start that chapter again. Or, you know, even if that's at the end of the chapter or act. Um, so hardcore. Yeah, they've added two new trophies, finished grounded mode, finished permadeath. But they've said in the permadeath, you can still achieve the trophy if you play restarting chapters, which I think is good by them, to be fair. They're try- trying to say, like, look, you can get it, but you're going to have to persevere to get it. Yeah. Um, Do they count towards the platinum? Because I'm never going to finish grounded. No, they don't. Added trophies don't affect the platinum, mm. do they? Um and I think permadeath might be on grounded mode as well. I don't think oh, you can play Jesus. permadeath on easy. I'm not 100%, but I think... They said grounded is accessible from the start. You don't have to finish the game to unlock it, you know, like you had to unlock cr- crushing. 
and they've added like filters. So I was watching something and I was like, how the fuck have they done that? But they've added like different filters so you can play in pixels mode and like where the screen's pixelated, but you can still see what's happening. And then they've added a cell shaded mode, and oh my <gasps> god, it looks amazing in cell shaded mode. Yeah, it looks the bollocks. Like when he shot a dog and there was just like a puff of blood come out, and it was like, I was like, oh my god. Oh man. That looks really cool. Oh yeah. man, I might have to play a game on that. I won't yep. have time. <laughs> if I do another run to go through and if I contemplate the platinum, I might go through and play it on a different look, just so it feels a bit different. Yeah. What is I'm definitely piece? you are. Go on. I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I'm just not sure um watch it again, play it again. But I'm gonna play it with a guide because I want to get the platinum and pick up all the stuff I missed. Mm. You have finished it now, haven't you? Yeah. Have you ever seen a film called Hard Candy? Hard Candy? I feel like I have. Why does that ring a bell? Ellen Page and um, when when she goes to that photographer's house. Ellen Page? I can't think who Ellen Page is. Let me Google Hard Candy. Hard Candy. I've seen it. No, it's a thriller. I've seen it. It is a good film. I was going to choose that. Oh, I have not seen it, no. Right, I'm going to pick that then. I do want to watch that again. Oh, again? You've seen it? Yeah, I went to the cinema to watch it. I loved it. Oh, it's Ellen Page. Oh, you did say Ellen Page. I knew who that is. Now. Oh, that's why you thought of her. Yeah. <laughs> because Ellie in The Last of Us looks a lot like Ellie Page. Yeah, we'll go for that for my trilogy. Ellen Page. Yes. It's, okay. on, it's on limited time on Prime, okay? Limited time. Yeah, so it could be a week, could be a few days, I'm not sure. But if it changes, then that's just tough luck on me, isn't it? <laughs> okay well I'll watch it you've seen it and we'll yep. talk about it regardless okay right okay um, that oh no I want to talk about Modern Love just quickly it's called okay. Modern Love it's on Amazon Prime have you caught wind of this no this is the sort of thing I wouldn't ordinarily watch unless I was sat with Danny and we were looking for something to watch together mm-hmm. so I just paused on it read the, read the description and I'll be honest, I was sold on the, the cast. Yeah. It's it's a collection of short stories. Each episode's a different story. Yeah. Um, Just Googling it. Oh, <laughs> and they yeah. are all set in New York. New York seems to be quite central. I think it's based on a New York column from one of the New York yeah. newspapers. Yeah. And it's really, really good. The first two episodes so far. But Tina Fey, the best. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Tina Fey. Anne Hathaway, Andy Garcia, Dev Patel. Yeah. Carry on, sorry. Yeah, all these people. That's probably the four most famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it's really good. The first two, the best. The third one, which is Anne Hathaway's, is very good. But it was a bit jarring compared to the first two. And then I've watched the Tina Fey one, which so far has been probably the weakest. And one after, which was really enjoyable. And I think there's ten total, so I'm just about halfway through. Yeah, um, but yeah, really good. I just wanted to point it out in case you fancy watching it. It's all God, sort we'll of it it's all sort of love stories, um, not really comedy, but I did laugh at it quite a bit. It's just really, really nice, brilliantly shot. Yeah, love, I'm really enjoying it. Caught, caught myself by surprise with this one. Yeah, it's really good. What's that on Prime? Did you say? Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's a Prime original, so it shouldn't disappear. No. Like There's a few Prime, Prime originals I need to get on to, to be honest. 
Yeah, I do think ever... they beat beat Netflix in the fact that they don't add as much quantity, but the qualities of I do think the quality is a little bit better. I do. It's it's next box, next box, next. Ooh. What's it called? <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems more and more scattergun to me. Yeah. It's like they just chuck everything. It's at like you. a jumble sale. Yeah, it you, really um, is. TK Maxx, you've got to wade through a load of shit. Yeah. To find some good stuff. That's where we come in. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> we watch the shit so you don't have to. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, no, hopefully we highlight some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's move on to our film club. Uh, we were going to... Well, the film club is on Netflix, Apollo 11, and The Prestige, which is an older film on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't got round to Apollo 11, so we're going to shift no. that to next, the next pod, whenever that is. Apologies. We'll, uh, yeah, okay. We will watch three films. We'll discuss three films. So if you've already watched Apollo 11, well done, you did your homework. Yeah. We'll discuss it next episode, though. Yeah. Uh, but this time we will discuss The Prestige, which, which means we can dedicate a bit more time to The Prestige. Okay. Yeah, you had seen this prior, hadn't you? I watched it again, though. Watched it with the kids. Oh, did, what did they think? Um, Evie didn't like the first 20 minutes, said it was boring. I says, let it build up, give it time. And then I think she she was really into it at the end, you know, it was like it was getting to it, like the crescendo, like it was building up and the music, and you know. H liked it, I think. He says he didn't know, but he did like it because, like, at the end, he'd, he'd figured it out. Mm. Not figured it out, he'd figured out what Hugh Jackman was doing. Mm. Um, I don't think he was as shocked at what Christian Bale did, but I think he was impressed, but not like not like the Sixth Sense would impress you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the best twist ever. I'm sorry. It yeah. Just is. Well, someone ruined it for me, but luckily I got to watch the others, and I thought that did it fantastically as well. Oh yeah, that was really good. Love the others. Okay, but just to, just to prestige. warn as well, the Prestige. This is full spoilers. If you didn't yeah. watch it or you haven't seen it, perhaps. Jog on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, pause, go watch it. It's on Amazon Prime, and then come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was the first time I'd seen it. Now, I listen to the IGN UK podcast, and they are nuts for this film. They talk about it a lot. Um, so I knew it was good. And it's Nolan. And I had high hopes, you know, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. So I watched... Um, I watched. I started to watch it with Danny, but yeah. like your daughter, she was like, "This is boring." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, just it's building. It's not. Yeah, you know, it's taking its time." Yeah, but she quit out and watched um, Love Island on the iPad, which I was oh, very god. disappointed with. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I carried on with it on the telly, and I I enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah. It had I'm glad so you said much. that. I had a feeling you were going to say you didn't like it. Then. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It had a lot of hype, and I don't think it met all the hype I'd heard. Yeah. But then it, it would have struggled, because yeah. <laughs> every third episode of the Identity podcast, they go on about it. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. The thing I think I'm going to say, if you watch it a second time, you might enjoy it more, because when you watch it a second time, you start to pick up on the stuff they say, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, he's basically telling you, telling you like, can I can I continue here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, you watched it the first time, but when I watched it again the other day, because I forgot so much about it, it's like when Christian Bale was saying, um, when she says to him, "No, you don't mean it today." The first time I watched it, I was like, why? 
what's this? Well, how's he said I love you so different? Like, <laughs> you know, I thought, like, is she bipolar? Like, I don't, you know, like, why doesn't she understand that he loves her? And then, you know, like when he's saying, you know, in the, in the restaurant and he was arguing, she's like, take your stupid makeup and moustache and beard off. And he was going, saying, like, this is part, a part of me can't ever be. And I was like, what does he, why does he keep saying that? But when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh my God, he basically <laughs> laid all the clues out for you. Uh, and I mean, it's a book, isn't it? It's based on a book. Oh, is it? So I don't know. I, I get, and my, um, Sam Eldenacker used to visit CVG, said the book is amazing. And he said the film did a great job of um, bringing the book to the big screen. Mm. But what was you saying? Sorry, then carry on then. Well, I, the Christian Bell thing, I had sussed. I did you? figured that. Well, they're right. quite early on, don't they? But it's yeah, but well, really early on when they're, they're spying on the guy who does the goldfish yeah. trick. And they're, they're watching, he's like, no, this is all an act. The whole thing, this is what he does, yeah. he lives the act. Yeah. And then you never see that, is it Arthur? Is it Arthur? He's Fallon. Like, no, he's his body mate. double. Well, it's Fallon, his name, isn't he, when he wears the moustache? Yeah, is yeah. it? I don't know, I can't remember, I thought it was Arthur. Yeah, his name's Fallon. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I thought, that's that's his double. That's his going to be either... I didn't think he was cloning. I thought that's going to be his twin brother or yeah. something. The only yeah. thing that threw me off was I didn't think they would have gone the whole hog and cut his fingers off. Yeah. So when, it, wasn't it? Yeah, when Scarlett Johansson was like, I know you stuffed the glove. Yeah. Why'd you go to that much, to that extreme? And I was like, okay, well, that is weird. Why would they both have lost fingers? Yeah. But I was sure that's what that was, but I didn't know why they would both have missing fingers or why they would have gone to that extreme. Yeah. And I did the wife know, do you think, they were two of them? I think the hint that she knows towards the end, that's why he's like, don't talk in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think they were sleeping with the other? No. No, I no. think they were keeping that? 100% that wasn't happening. Did Scarlett Johansson know, do you think? That um, there was two. I yes, don't she think she's using did. a double. She says, doesn't she? He uses a double because the man who comes out in the other um, side mm. um, has a prosthetic hand on. She said, like you know, like in the glove and that. Mm. She spotted it, didn't she? And that's when he's like, she's got a good eye for detail. No, but she does that to say it's the same person because he they're both missing the finger, but he he goes to the effort of stuffing out the glove. And why would you do that? So I th- yeah. I think. He only cut his fingers off because they're both being uh, the magician and they're both being Arthur. But because they're both being the magician and being seen in public, they have to cut their fingers off. Yeah, he has to cut the fingers off, obviously, because they're taking it in turns, aren't they? Yeah, because they're taking it in turns. If one yeah. was always Arthur and they were just coming out for that trick, yeah, then they wouldn't have cut their fingers off. Yeah. As you get towards the end of the film, you, the clues are really obvious as well. Mm. Like when he's saying, I nearly lost something special to me today, and then when he's at the prison and he says, I should have listened to you when you told me to just leave it. Mm. And then if you remember back two, two, maybe three scenes earlier, Christian Bale speaking to Fallon going, just leave him alone. We're done. Mm. Just call it a day. And you're like, you know what I mean? Mm. But it doesn't matter, if, even if you do figure it out, I think, because... You can't watch a film like that just hoping the twist's going to blow you away. No. It's not like Sixth Sense where, like, if you watch The Sixth Sense and someone said to you, ah, can you work out the twist? It ruins it because you're watching it. Waiting looking for the for twist. It. Yeah, and that's, I think, the problem with the prestige when people build it up. 
whenever I talk about it to people, I just say it's brilliant. It's about these two magicians warring and um, trying to work out how each other do the tricks. And that's all I ever tell them. Mm. I never say, oh, this is brilliant twist at the end or anything. <laughs> because the first time I watched it, I wasn't blown away. But the second time I watched it, I was like, you know what? That's really good. Like when you, you see the clues. And then when I watched it the other day, I was impressed by it again even more. I think it's one of those films, the more you watch it, the better it actually gets. Well, that, that's but only that, one fair, twist. That's like Nolan. Yeah. yeah. That's only one twist. Because yeah. the other, the, the warring magician, Hugh Jackman's yeah. character, yeah. he has a whole other twist. Yeah. He ends up being the bad evil guy, doesn't even come to the end. Yeah. It twists and turns there, because you think, oh, it's Christian Bale, he's a bastard. But then <laughs> it, t- it turns around again, you're like, no, it's actually Hugh. Look, I didn't get the last shot in the film, you know, when they're saying, when the camera pans out and then it shows you, like, Hugh Jackman's duplicates in the tanks. Mm. Were they trying to make it that or we didn't know that was happening at that point? I think you're supposed to think he's cloned himself once, he disappears yeah. through the trapdoor, and he's just made a clone. Yeah. But what Hugh Jackman's doing... He's storing them all, isn't he? He's killing them all. Every yeah, time he makes a clone, yeah. yeah, he kills one. And then he's storing them in the old theatre, yeah. Mm. I don't know why he chose to store them, probably because it makes a nice shot for the end of the yeah. film. Whereas, in truth, he'd probably just kill them and burn them or bury them or something. Yeah. But, yeah, he was... Yeah, because I wasn't expecting that. I thought, okay, he's... Because you kind of see a few scenes before cloning is possible. Yeah. They do it with the hat many times. They do it with the cat. And then he gets the machine away. He clones the first one and shoots him, doesn't he? Yeah. I was shocked about. And then... And then you think, okay, so he's cloned one, and they're, they're going to do the act that um, Christian Bale's character is doing. Yeah. But they don't. He wants all the control, all the power, so he just makes a new one of himself and kills it every single time. So I think you're supposed to believe that he's made a clone yeah. and they're doing the act. But I think yeah. what happens is, unbeknownst to the clone, who does the big setup, the big sale, and walks into the electric and then disappears through the trapdoor? Yeah. I think he thinks he's the only clone, and the other clone will appear. Ups- no, the original Hugh Jetman will appear upstairs in the rafters and be like, "Oh, here I am," and the other yeah. clone, meanwhile, is drowning to death. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he was ex- obviously didn't know that was going to happen. No. And then there's a new clone for the next yeah. act. That has to be like that because obviously, but the only thing that's a bit daft about that is he must have knowledge of it, the clone, because when the clones made the original Hugh Jackman had that knowledge about the water tank. Do you know what I mean? Um, the original Hugh Jackman must plan to put the water tank in there to kill the clone the first time he does the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the clone should have that knowledge. I'm picking holes here, obviously. But no, yeah, you. Mm, yeah, you're right. But if the clone appears with all Hugh Jackman's memories. Yeah. But it's like Hugh Jackman says at the end of the film, you don't know what it's like, knowing if you're going to be the man in the tank or the man who gets the prestige, the applause. Do you remember that game? Did you play Soma all the way through? No. Oh, well, Soma's got this fantastic ending, which I don't know if I should tell you because it would ruin it for you if you ever get to play it. Well, don't spoil it. (laughs) No, I'm not going to. But you should play Soma. Okay, I will it's go back and stick with it. You can play somewhere in safe mode now where you can't die and you can just play it for, as a walking sim. Okay. With it, but I would play it in the normal mode with the horror elements. 
It's not mega scary. It's just like every now and then you get chased by different types of creatures. But it is a fantastic game, Summer is. But yeah, I think I think the four there's being clever thinking they don't know about that. That's our final twist. That mm. he's actually been killing loads. But I thought, no, I thought that was pretty obvious. Like from I think where they went wrong was probably showing you the top hats and the cat earlier on in the film. That no, they've been duplicating that. I think that was that was quite clever. Yeah. But I I don't know why he felt the need to kill every clone. I mean, why? Because he was going to do 100 shows. going to have 100 huge admins out there running around, could he? <laughs> no, but does he make a new clone there and then? Yeah, every time he does the trick, a clone appears or a duplicate. But does it? Or has he already got the clone and that's just all showmanship? No, that's the clone appears at the top for the applause. But does it? I think that's the original Hugh Jackman. And then the other clone stands no, in the every time, no, There's only ever two Hugh Jackmans in the world at one point. The, and, and the one dies instantly. So the first time he ever does the trick, he's the man who goes into the electric. Yeah? Yeah. And then the duplicate is produced and transported, the transported man, mm. to the top of the theatre. And then... The original Hugh Jackman falls into the tank, but like he says, you don't know. You never know if you're going to be the man who wakes up there. But he obviously, he feels like that because he's got that knowledge. But he never wakes up there. It's always the clone that wakes up at the top of the stage, wakes up in the back of the theatre with Hugh Jackman's knowledge. And then that clone has to do the, the same trick the next day because there's already one dead. Do you see what I'm saying? See, because... Because oh, when Christian Bale goes in, that bloke falls through the trap. Hugh Jackman falls through the trap door and drowns, mm. and the and the duplicate appears at the top for the applause. See, I thought because I did think that was possible, but I didn't understand why they would willingly drown. Yeah. So I thought Hugh Jackman makes a clone, yeah. not not on stage, just makes a clone, and yeah. then one of them. The original Hugh Jackman is upstairs waiting to get the applause because originally. Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying there. So, what, can I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot this right. So, you're saying Hugh Jackman is the original Hugh Jackman, and every night he clones himself. Yeah. For instance, they wake up, he's like, oh, yeah, great stuff, brilliant, you're unbelievable. All you've got to do is do this, just do this trick. I'll be up there, take the applause, and yeah. you can do it the next night, and basically he kills them. Yeah. It's just the only reason I don't think that is what... It's a good point. The only reason I don't think that happens is because of what he says to Christian Bale at the end when he says, you don't know what it's like, never knowing if you're going to be the man who wakes up in the tank, or who drains in the tank or wakes up at the back of the stage. So do you think, almost like Hugh Jackman, they both sort of experience death? And they have, he has the knowledge of dying? Like, they share that knowledge? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I was saying to you. They have all the knowledge from the previous clone, don't they? But do you think they share knowledge going forward? I like, don't know about that. Because hmm. I don't know why they would voluntarily die. I they don't think they voluntarily died. That's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> the new clone comes at the back of the stage and the and the last one. So A is at the top and B is down the bottom and B mm. drowns. And then the next night, A is in the bottom and B is at the top. And A drowns, who came aboard alive 
the previous night or whatever, the previous week, and, and you know, they just keep switching. That's my opinion. But I still don't know, because you would know you're going to drown, because you're the guy on the stage. Yeah. So you would know you're going to die. And you'd be like, there, yeah. why am I dying? Why can't I just fall through the trapdoor and land on my feet? That's what I'm saying to you. They must have that. You know when he says you don't know if you're going to be the man who drowns in that way? You must have that knowledge, because the original Hugh Jackman had it. That's again like we're just picking we're picking holes, obviously. Mm, mm. But it's when you deep, do a deep dive into films and the, you know logic and stories and stuff, it is a, a very good point. I feel like I need to read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes sense of the like last the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good film though, isn't it? It is a really good film. Yeah, it's a really good like, film. If you like that, I recommend um, The Illusionist, which came out the same year, I think, which is like you never get these type of films, and then all of a sudden two arrive at once. <laughs> and um, that's got Edward Norton, and he's a, a magician in that. And that is, I don't know if I'd say it's a better film, but it's, it's up there, man. It's a really good film. Okay, The Illusionist. I'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Right. So that was it. As we're going to talk about Apollo 11, which I have watched. Yeah. I have watched. Um, I won't give any hint of what I thought actually I was mm-hmm. going to but I'm not going to okay so Apollo 11 next time which should have been this time but watch it next time but we've also got two fresh picks which means you've got a lot of watching to do Dave yeah um, I know I'll walk it through well okay so my Amazon no not Amazon Prime my Netflix pick and I can't believe I've waited this long to pick a Studio Ghibli film oh I'm picking Pom Poco Pompoko, what's that? P O M space P O K O. Okay. I honestly am not sure. <laughs> I thought yeah, I need to pick a Studio Ghibli film that I haven't seen, and I know I think that you haven't seen. Okay. So I, I picked that one. I it's one I don't know much about, so it could be a crap one. It could be your first miss. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's your pick? Hard Candy on Amazon Prime. Hard Candy. Hard Candy on Amazon Prime. So that's the new homework. Apollo 11, if you haven't watched it. Pom yeah. Poco and Hard Candy. And that's it. Oh, God. Oh, you kids, I can hear them. What are you doing? TV, she's playing up again. I'm going to have to go in a minute and then that's give right. her a bollocking. We're at the end. You can go and bollock your children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll catch you next time. If you want to message us, suggest a film we should watch for the club or anything at all, we are at We Don't Go Out on Twitter and on the same on Instagram. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>